Welcome to the latest Tablet podcast. My name is Ruth Gledtill and I'm online editor of The Tablet. With me today is Archbishop Kevin MacDonald, Archbishop Emeritus of Southwark, but also he's Chairman of the Catholic Bishops Committee for Catholic Jewish Relations and a consultant to the Holy See's Commission for Religious Relations with the Jews. We've just had the 55th anniversary of Nostra Aetate, and it came at about the same time of the publication of a devastating report into anti-Semitism in the Labour Party. Archbishop, first of all, could you tell us the importance of Nostra Aetate and the amazing things it has achieved in the Catholic Church? Yes, I could. Um, I think uh, the Nostra Aetate is widely recognised, both by other Christian uh, churches and other religions, as being a defining document and indeed a defining moment um, in the church's relationship with other religions and in particular relationship uh, with the Jews. In general terms, Nostra Aetate talks about other religions in terms, not in an adversarial way, but in terms of the connectedness uh, between uh, Christianity and other religions. And in the case of the Jews, there is a very specific and unique connection between Christianity and Judaism, based on the fact that our origins are in Judaism. Uh, Christianity grew out of of Judaism, and we use the Hebrew scriptures and so on. Uh, And not only that, but as Nostra Aetatis said, we look forward in hope, in the same hope, uh, to uh, to the future with, with the Jews. So I think in what you have in Nostra Aetate is a, a general openness a, and a general concern, to use one of Pope Francis's words, uh, of the connectedness um, uh, with other religions, uh, but also a very clear statement of the unique, unique and very specific connection between Christianity and Judaism. So Pope Francis has repeatedly spoken out against anti-Semitism. But it wasn't always the case, was it, that the Catholic Church was such a strong opponent of anti-Semitism as it is now? And before Nostra Aetate, wasn't the um, record of the Church's um, behaviour towards the Jewish people um, rather different? Well, indeed, um, the uh, Nostra Aetate was written during the Second Vatican Council in the 1960s, so only 20 years after the Holocaust. Uh, and of course, the, uh, the record of, uh, of the Catholic Church's dealings with the Jews is, is, is not a happy one. Um, uh, and uh, I think that when it came to the Vatican Council, Uh, it was clear that uh, saying something about the Jews uh, was uh, was a matter of urgency. Um, uh, And and so it was that um, the the Catholic Church explained uh, the unique nature of our relationship with the Jews um, and and, and made a statement about anti-Semitism. if, uh, shall I read, it's very brief, the, ch- the chapter where it specifically uses... that would be great. Yes, thank you. ...the word anti-Semitism. Um, it talks, uh, as I've done a moment ago, like I've done a moment ago, about the nature of the relationship, and it says this. Furthermore, 
In her rejection of every persecution against any man, the church, mindful of the patrimony she shares with the Jews, and moved not by political reasons, but by the gospel's spiritual love, decries hatred, persecutions, displays of antisemitism directed against Jews at any time and by anyone. And I think the thing about that statement is two points about it. One is that the condemnation of antisemitism is very clear, and the church clearly felt it had to say that. It was, and, and the second is that the condemnation of antisemitism is articulated on theological grounds and in a theological context. And it is not, uh, to quote it again, not moved by political reasons. And I think the, it's important there that the, the church, um, in order to um, further that agenda, um, set up the Commission for Religious Relations with the Jews, which was um, which developed and refined and promoted the teaching of Nostra Aetate. And, and I think it's important also to remember, in particular, the teaching of Pope John Paul II. Um, uh, and let me give you two examples of sufficient uh, significant developments um, in that teaching. In 1980, uh, Pope John Paul II made it very clear that God's covenant with the Jews was not revoked. He made that statement in a uh, speech in Mainz in Germany. So an affirmation from the Catholic Church that God's covenant with the Jews is still alive. And just very recently, um, uh, uh, the most recent document for the, from the Commission for Religious Relations with the Jews, uh, made it clear that we, we do not proselytize Jews. Uh, we are, uh, uh, they're not a target um, uh, for, our, uh, for proselytism uh, or seeking conversions. Uh, and those are just examples of how uh, it's not just Nostra, Nostra Aetate, there's been an organic, ongoing, uh, incremental development in, in what the church has to say about the Jews. So what do you think when you see an organisation like the Labour Party um, being really split and um, hammered by these ongoing issue of anti-Semitism? I, I suppose I think several things. I, I think uh, I'm only concerned about the, the religious um, uh, context of this. And I do find that we live in a world where there's tremendous religious illiteracy um, uh, and uh, a lack of understanding uh, of religion. And so there's, there's often something rather awkward uh, and, so, uh, and slightly unreal when, uh, about the way in which people in the secular world and the political order uh, and so on talk about religion. It's often not well informed. Um, with regard to uh, the, the um, uh, business of the Labour Party, I would simply re refer to what the uh, what the Church says. The Church obviously is speaking from a from a background of faith, but I think its, it's voice is very clear and specific on this. Um, I only know about what I've read from the newspapers, but I, I going back to what I said a, a moment ago, just. Um, I, I think I, uh, people are saying things, uh, coming out with anti-Jewish tropes, which really have 
uh, have no place in contemporary culture and are, I think, a lot to do with a lack of spiritual sensitivity and ignorance and, uh, and so on. Um, uh, so there's a lot of learning to be done. Um, uh, it's not for me to go into the... Um, uh, the I did look th uh, through the newspaper reports of the report on it, and it, it, it's, it's very clear that there is serious work to be done. Uh, but but I haven't. I'm not in a position to um, uh, go into that in detail. There's plenty of people commenting about it. But uh, what I think is absolutely clear uh, is that uh, any kind of uh, prejudice against people because of their um, religious or ethnic background uh, has no place in our society. And there can be a lot of double standards. You know, people can. Uh, apply that principle in very selectively, and it should not be applied selectively. So it's interesting and fascinating that you do link this with religious illiteracy. Yeah. Um, so for ordinary parish people on the ground, what can we do to help to counter this? How can we help to raise um, religious literacy well, I, in wider society? Well, I think... We have to, I think, acknowledge rather more fully than we do at the moment that we, our religion is rooted in Juda Judaism. Every Sunday, people read the Hebrew, uh, people have a, hear readings from the Hebrew scriptures. Um, and I think we probably, I mean, and some priests are excellent at um, explaining that. Um, uh, and um, opening up the, uh, the what we call the Old Testament, what they call the Hebrew Bible, to people. Um, but, but I think there's a lot of work to be done in actually uh, appropriating, if you like, the, the Jewish origins of our faith, the fact that Jesus was a Jew, uh, and so and, and so on. I think there's a lot of um, uh, work to be done in education and in refining people's sensibilities and openness. Um, but that's very much an ongoing task. And I, but but I, I think, you know, I know uh, priests who do a magnificent job at opening up uh, the Old Testament uh, to, to people in, in a way that acknowledges um, uh, that, 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 that they are the Hebrew scriptures. And do you think that's having a, an effect? Do you think it is um, seeping out and, and improving um, religious literacy in this area I, in society? I think, it, it, uh, I think it's patchy. I, I think it is happening. Um, we, uh, we try um, with the... Um, uh, at our committee to promote this, particularly around the time of Holocaust Memorial Day, uh, giving uh, guidelines for, re for the, uh, interpreting the readings and so on. Uh, and there are lots of, you know, very good biblical scholars around um, who, who are producing things on, on online resources and so on. Um, uh, but, but, it's, but it's very much a work in progress. Now, the next Holocaust Memorial Day is, of course, coming up in January. Yes. And I look forward to maybe talking to you again then around the theme of that day 
and to um, continue to take the subject further because there's so much work still to be done. And it's really uh, fantastic that people such as yourself are so behind um, addressing this issue. And I think what we've seen with the Labour Party is how serious it still is, even now, after everything that's happened, it's still a problem in society, incredibly and tragically so. Absolutely. Uh, and, and there's a lot to do with, with ignorance, I think, and, and a lack of, uh, as I say, a lack of any kind of sense of history, sense of theology, um, and, uh, and it's partly symptomatic of the, uh, the very secular mindset people have today, so that people aren't able to get, engage with religious discourse. Well, we'll try our best to help you where we can Thank you very much. to change that. Thank you very much. And Thank I know there are a lot of people listening to that who are, who, who are doing serious work, and I, I would like to take the opportunity to acknowledge them and thank them. And thank you for all that you are doing, Archbishop, and we'll speak again okay. soon.